Um, all right, let's move on to the 9 p.m. slate of games then. So Giants at the Eagles. Um, uh, so I'm not even going to give the preamble here. Maybe let's uh, just jump into it because uh, I know that there's a fair bit at stake and then also there's all kinds of excitement coming uh, after this week. But um, talk to me then about this one, Mark, and what's what's on the line and what what can what difference it can make. Oh, well, Kali, uh, Kali, um, Dolly Parton used to sing to us about nine to five. It's not quite nine to five in this game, but it's one to five. That's really what's on the line. The Eagles could go from the one seed all the way tumbling down to the fifth seed uh, if really? they slip up in this game. They slip up and the Cowboys win. The Cowboys take the division. The Eagles only get in through the back door of the wild card. Now, we talked a little bit when we were talking about the Vikings about building up momentum. There are certainly teams that have won Super Bowls with a complete loss of momentum in the last few weeks of the season. I remember the Saints, they were 13-0. They finished the season with three consecutive losses, 13-3. Still went on and won the Super Bowl that year over the Colts. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility. But certainly the events of the last two weeks, losing to the Cowboys with their backup quarterback is understandable and rational and you know somewhat reasonable, you would say. Losing to the Saints in the manner that they did last week is certainly far less excusable uh, and... You know, we are dealing again with a divisional game. Two of the three games other than that Saints game the Eagles have lost this year have been divisional games to the Commanders and the Cowboys. Um, but it is all on the line here. This is a very big swing if they open this door. The one benefit for them, of course, is that the Giants have secured their playoff spot. The Giants have secured the sixth seed. They are immovable. I think there's no permutation. There is no permutation when they catch up to the fifth. There's no permutation when they get caught out. So they are locked and loaded. And there will be a question for Brian Dayball and that team as to how much they rest their starters. Do they rest their starters? Do they do they give them a half and then take them out? And that could have a dynamic. The one nuance, and Brian will remember this very vividly, of course, that I always bear in mind is a couple of years ago, the Eagles famously uh, rested... Uh, a number of players and pool players in a game that was a divisional game, the big Sunday night primetime finish of the season, which ensured that the Commanders took the uh, NFC East over the Giants. It was the Commanders, wasn't it, Brian? Yeah, just I'm just reliving the pain for you. And there was a great degree of angst, uh, especially on New York uh, Sports Radio, about the activity of the Eagles and doing that and how dare they and they should play to the final whistle and they shouldn't have rested them with the game with such implications. So um, it might be an interesting insight as to the reaction in Philadelphia, the reaction in Dallas, if uh, the, the Giants take a view on this game in a different way. But look, um, it's going to be, uh, it's all in line for the, the Eagles. The Giants really, literally, figuratively have nothing to lose except for an impact on their record uh, in, in relation to it. So pressure on Philly. All right, but you're calling Philly, nevertheless. I'm oh, sorry. Yes, I should give you my pick. Yes, I am. Yeah, they will live up to that pressure, and they will actually win the game. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Colin, what would you add to that, if anything, on the this matchup? Well, the I suppose Philly is notorious for the fact that it doesn't care about the opinions of anybody outside of Philly, and for that reason. Um, they very often take a lot of flack. Their players take a lot of flack. Fans of the city take a lot of flack. 
but Kayvon Thibodeau has made himself uh, a little bit of a public enemy number one across the, the league this week with his comments about the uh, sack celebration last week and Jeff Saturday came out and was none too happy uh, and Thibodeau um, and you'd have to say being um, you know very facetious and, and, and tongue-in-cheek uh, you can take it different ways but I, I would imagine um, you know probably Brian, Brian Dable would that's the type of stuff that you you really you could just do maybe without without the distraction uh, the Eagles, I think, would probably be delighted the fact that the the focus wasn't on them this week, that people weren't asking the question about Jalen Hurts and um, whether he is going to play and, and Lane uh, lay Johnson. I still think Lane Johnson not playing is is a huge issue uh, for for the Eagles. And um, I, I think this is a game that will be very, very close. I think the fact that the Eagles have um, the... You know the the number one seed to play for should give them uh, an edge, but if Jalen Hurts doesn't make it, I don't have faith in in Carter to get it done against the, a Giants uh, defense. As long, again, as long as they play the starters. But if I sit here right now looking at it, Jalen Hurts should play, and the Eagles should just just about have enough to get over the line. Just about enough, Christina. What's your pick on this one? I agree. Sorry, Brian. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is due to be back this week. Okay. Brian, Giants fan, your heart says the Giants are going to win it, but what does your head say and what do you say right now? Uh, the Eagles will win. The Eagles will win. Okay, you're being pragmatic. Uh, well, you're in the playoffs anyway, right? You're okay. Funny focus on on whatever day that you put them on the final week and making sure players are... Fo- focus on winning the Super Bowl, yeah. Okay, good stuff. <laughs> um, right. Let's move on then. Uh, we've got the next one, which is... I'm sorry, I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, we've got the Cowboys at the Commanders, am I right? Um, so um, I might go to you, Christine, on this one first. Um, what's what's on the line for this and, and where do you see it going? Dallas obviously want to win the NFC East title. This is where they're going to go towards doing it. Um, look, at Dallas has been really well, doing really well over the last few weeks, especially with Dak Prescott. The running game has been playing really well. If we look at Washington, I don't know what quarterback is going to come out this week and be able to actually challenge the defense from the Cowboys. I really don't. Um, and that's why I'm going to go with Dallas. I just can't see past Washington. I've been reading a lot of reports over the last few days about poor Riverboat Ron being possibly a victim of Black Monday because of his conversation that happened over the week where he wasn't quite sure if he was going to make it or not to the playoffs. He wasn't thinking um, in that press conference. It could be a case that maybe he, he didn't think could be a case that he wasn't informed but I just feel that he will have a lot of pressure on him after the, the showdown that happens this week for sure Fair enough, but you're calling it for the Cowboys nevertheless Yep, okay, and how about you Brian what's your thoughts on this one? Obviously Cowboys look like the big strong contender here, but is there anything else to add? Um, well, the Commanders haven't won a game like we're talking about Black Monday and when it run Rivera will, will remain in, in in place there in terms of the head coach they haven't won a game so I remember 27th and it's the fifth season in a row which will have a losing record for, that for me would be the reason as opposed to what's gone on over the past week yeah right fair enough that's a little bit more valid than him not, not understanding the permutations you know I could I could give him the benefit of the doubt because they, they do these press conferences immediately after the game within 5 to 10 minutes he may not have known the scores from other games that were going on at the same time absolutely so. plus I talk to you every week and I haven't a clue what's going on so Ron Rivera you know 
<laughs> so maybe Ron Rivera will step in for, for you next season. Yeah, great. Listen, come on over on <laughs> the boat. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah, that is. I think the boat will sink for the commanders on Sunday, especially with Sam Hill starting a quarterback, the rookie. He's going to be in at the deep end against the Cowboys defense that will likely feast on a, diff, you know, a struggling offensive line for the commanders, which has been abysmal all season. So it doesn't matter really who plays quarterback there. Nobody can do a job with those guys in front of them. Cowboys have to win. The Cowboys will take care of business. Jerry Jones said absolutely nobody. It's amazing how Jerry Jones comes out with this all stuff as if he's dead coach. Um, he said nobody will be rested come Sunday. We will go all out to win and we will play to the very end with honor stars. So I can't say anything other than the Cowboys win on the road in Washington. Cowboys win all the way. Okay, column your pick. Cowboys. Cowboys. Mark, yours. Um, the Commanders, I have to say this, Kelly, the Commanders have been losing record for five seasons, Brian, but they've still won more NFC East divisions in that time than the Giants have. So just for Commanders fans, I'll make that that comment back. Uh, the Cowboys will win, but it won't be Malik because the Eagles will win. And 19 years in a row then will have a different NFC East champion year to year. They've never go back to back. So interesting. Okay. Very good. Uh, let's move on to the Cardinals at the 49ers. Uh, what's on the line here? Maybe I'll go to you first, column on this one. Uh, help me understand what the matchup is here and what's 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 going to happen. Well, for the Cardinals, this is essentially all about saying goodbye to J.J. Watt after uh, an incredible uh, NFL career. This will be it. And it may well be a farewell to their coaching staff as well. There could be uh, serious changes uh, afoot there for the the 49ers. It's uh, more of the the same. Uh, I have described them as, um, you know, the the bullies of the the league. And you would have to say, I mean, given the how beaten up the Cardinals are, how everything has essentially uh, gone wrong. I mean, pick your pick your meanest, baddest bully, and essentially going up against uh, the kid from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh, that is what this game should be like. And uh, the Forty Niners um, will, I think, ruin JJ Watt's farewell party. But uh, he says he's looking forward to uh, some Guinness afterwards. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> you know he loves he loves a good fight does he okay very good uh, and uh, maybe uh, let me hear your take on it then brian uh what i i suppose you're you're going with 49ers as well yeah absolutely no no concerns about this game it's the other have done their utmost this weekend to put as many games to have kind of various in the results that will obviously be impact on one another you know in the same kind of window but of course if the nine has been on the west coast the vikings will play at six o'clock the Niners will know at come 9 o'clock that they have to go win this game to make sure they get the number two seed at a minimum. And potentially then, who knows what happens in Philly, they could end up jumping up to the number one seed. There's a few little nuggets there for the weekend. The boast is on 17 and a half sacks for the season. Alton Smith has the record for the 49ers at 19 and a half sacks. Can I see Bosa getting two to three sacks is at least tying the record? Absolutely, against the Cardinals team that are going nowhere. Brock Purdy should have a nice day. I'd imagine... They'll know the Eagles are winning country come this second half and they may have to they may ease down and focus on the game, which they'll have the final week. But um it's unfortunate to see what kind of finish the season in on a whimper with him for them because of the team he's playing for because he's had such a stellar career. It would have been nice to see him go out potentially with a playoff game at least, but not to be. 
for a team that we all said last year haven't been in the playoffs we didn't see them returning to the playoffs but we certainly didn't see them having the poor season which they've had it's been very disappointing for Cardinals fans but for 49ers Connor was right there on it crest of a wave and they're going to be really difficult to stop in the playoffs difficult to stop in the playoffs okay Christina your pick going with the 49ers I'm still really sad I haven't gotten over the fact that JJ Watt is leaving Perel, ah, JJ Watt and uh, Mark what about you yeah, uh, passing of the torch, Calais, from JJ Watt to this year's Defensive Player of the Year, guaranteed, I, you know, Nick Bosa. Uh, Carl Shannon during the week in the press conference said, uh, Bosa's not perfect. He's had four personal fouls this year. This is why his Madden awareness score is only a 99 and not a 100. So very tongue-in-cheek there, but yeah, definitely Defensive Player of the Year, 49ers all the way, 10 wins in a row. Very good. All right. Um, and uh, Christian McCaffrey, I still haven't forgiven you. Although if they get to the Super Bowl, I'll be cheering for him. Maybe not for the team. All right. Uh, let's move on to the Rams at the Seahawks. Uh, so Seattle need a win and they've got to hope for a Lions win. And I just, it feels like trying to solve uh, a Ryan Johnson murder mystery. Tell me what happens here, Colm, and what's, what's, what's uh, the permutations on this Rams-Seahawks one? Yeah, well, uh, the, the Seahawks in with a chance. Seahawks potentially could imagine they could end up with the playoffs and the top three pick. Uh, what what a what a, a trade! What a season! And I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I think for the the Rams, um, you know, they have um, it's been an, an incredibly frustrating and disappointing uh, season. They have a lot to figure out in the off season around the, the head coach and, and Aaron Donald. Um, Baker Mayfield took advantage of a, a bad, bad Broncos team. The Seahawks are not a bad team and they have something to play for. It's the Seahawks winning this one for me. Okay, Seahawks for you. And then let's hear from uh, from uh, from Mark. Uh, what do you think? Seahawks or is it going to be the Rams? It is going to be the Seahawks, color. Definitely. Make it interesting for Sunday night, but yeah, Seahawks. Make it interesting. Okay, let's get picks. I know Brian is gloating because he called out how many wins at the start of the season. What was it, Brian? I said that he had nine wins, but I won't gloat too much because some of the other picks went by the wayside. But, uh... Okay, so they all even out eventually, I suppose. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say even out. Okay, fair enough. Not even that. Okay. Anyway, let's stick to this game. What do you reckon, Seahawks? Yeah, look, the Rams the Rams have had their good day out in the summer and they played the Broncos on Christmas Day, but of course their season has been derailed from a very early stage. I I believe that Seattle will do what they have to do to at least put themselves in a position to get a result on something like football to put them in the playoffs. Okay. And Christina, your pick? I agree with the guys. It's gonna be Seahawks on Saturday. Sunday. You can't see past them at all. Okay. Very good. And then uh, we're down to the Lions at the Packers. So if the Packers win, they're in the playoffs. If Edward Norton is a disruptor, I don't know, that's a glass onion reference. But anyway, look, let's let's hear from from Brian on this one. What's what's the story with this one and how does it play out? And do, do, am I still in the chance of getting an Eddie Murphy Detroit Lions jacket or is that all gone now? Well, you won't be if, if Seahawks take care of business. <laughs> okay, so I, I'll pick the Rams for that one then. So I might save the money to next week. Look, the Lions, unfortunately, could be playing come 20 past one in the morning with 
the, the, the news that they have been eliminated, which would be a bit of crying shame because bear in mind this team were one and six in one stage of the season and people were kind of questioning whether the dude, Dan Campbell, was uh, going to be the, the long-term solution there. As head coach, we saw him on hard knocks at the start of the season when he was it was very entertaining, but people were still questioning whether he was really going to be able to follow it through and put a team together. And myself and Colin were fortunate. We we got to interview one of the Lions players just prior to season start, and he he was speaking very highly of the head coach and the and the coaching staff there. And it has materialized really well. But what's been a, a huge piece for them this season is how well Jared Goff's played. I mean, he has had a fantastic season last weekend. Um, the Packers put forty one points. And Brennan won a lot of them were on special teams, but Rogers was getting such plaudits around the fact that they were high scoring again. But the Lions put up forty one points in in their game against the Bears, and nobody really goes on about it because. We're so used to seeing this from the Lions. They've put up 30-plus points in five of their last eight games. Um, he hasn't thrown an interception in the last eight games. And for a Packers team that have been doing really well defensively, you know, I think in the last, um, last, they've had 12 turnovers in the last five games, nine of which have been interceptions. So they've feasted on other quarterbacks to put themselves in a position to win these games, to get back in with a chance and make the playoffs. But yeah, Jared, Jared Goff hasn't turned the ball over. It'll be interesting to see if they can get the goff of old this Sunday in the game that maybe they can get him off kilter and he'll throw interceptions which will lead to the Packers winning the game I would love to see the Lions win I'd love to see the Lions make the playoffs genuinely but something the Packers have their rojo back right now they were 4-8 they've run the table I think they'll have too much on Sunday night football and I win a very high scoring game and just just edge the Lions and make the playoffs So you think the Packers to do it okay Christina give me your thoughts on it I have to echo Brian with Goff for sure. He's just been an amazing QB this year. But what's really interesting is when he starts on the road, they play completely different games on the road with the offense. They actually start tricking the tight ends. They're able to cover everything and it looks really, really well. The problem is, is that the defense with the Packers over the last few weeks have really found their feet and really found their form. And we've seen even with Aaron Rodgers' offense, they've started to really come out of themselves. They've just been playing a blinder. Can't see past Aaron Rodgers pulling something out of... Uh, a white rabbit out of a hat this week I would love like Brian for the Lions to go ahead but I think it's going to be the Packers just slightly ahead Okay Packers white rabbits being pulled out to tame Lions uh, Rogers immunising Lions all of the above uh, let's get the picks then from Colm what's your pick on this one Packers Packers okay and Mark your pick screw it Lions for oh, 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 cat among the pigeons, along with all the rabbits and lions. Very good. Thank you for that. Um, all right. That is the end of the roster of games coming up. 